It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oscar Wivis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by the last here in Essex, the Media Day of Dreams. We're in a pub garden. Johnny Fisher, how are you, mate? Can't beat it, mate. You can have a few Morettis now, can't you? Well, once I've done work, Coogan, I promise. Um, talk to you about this place, because I know it's kind of like a bit of a Fisher headquarters, the Rabbits. Yeah, it's a Romfable Army headquarters. Great food, great people, and in a beer garden like this, you can't beat it, can you, when the weather's like this? So, I love it here. One of, they sponsored me from right from the beginning when I turned pro. Mark's a really good guy who runs it. They've got a great family, so really, really happy to have him part of the team. And I said to you, I know people care about the run for ball, but you know most of the views today will come when Big John gets on the, the Bronco, isn't it? Big John, you just can't compete with Big John, can you? So I'm not even going to try. <laughs> He's become the immovable force of the Fisher family. Um, let's talk about this whole support thing, because um, turning over, there's kind of a big... I know it's highlighted a lot how many tickets fighters can do, especially on smaller promotions. Obviously, you are backed by Matrim, so that will always help. Yeah. But um, the fact that you can pull together media days with the general public where you can get turnouts like this, yeah. um, the fact the amount of tickets you sold for your last fight, is it kind of a bit of a pinch me things at sometimes? Yeah, sometimes you get you think when well, you sit, you might, it's not here today, but like when you're at home, you think, I can't believe how far I've come. That's not me being arrogant or flash, but it's just. When I turned pro two years ago with Sam Jones, who, who saw the potential in me, I just thought I never thought I'd be in a position where I'd be with Matram or five and over with four knockouts and selling this amount of tickets. We just sort of took it one step at a time, and it's sort of grown into what it is. But you can't lose sight of where I am in my own career, what development stage I'm at, and how far yet I've still got to go. So it's all a bonus, and I just got, I just want to keep it all going because I was just sitting here now thinking I just thought. These people, they're having a great time coming here and being part of the events, and it's great to have their support. I'm very grateful. I want to keep it going for them as well, you know? Yeah, and I suppose you're in a place where, and you all know this, of course, but you don't want to be known as the ticket seller guy. As your career goes on, you'll have bigger fights and better fights than the one on, on August 6th, and we'll talk about that in a second, but you don't want to go down as the guy who sold loads of tickets and kind of didn't get there, so you kind of have to have sight of your career and yeah. 
not forget about everyone, but you do it at no, some right. at some stage. You're right. Listen, it's great to be a ticket seller because you give people great nights out and it's brilliant to have the support. But there is my own career at stake as well. And part of that is realising that just because I sell a lot of tickets doesn't mean that I have to be pushed or rushed or fight people to, before my time because I'm fighting second from last on the bill. I've still got to be mindful of my own position in my career. I'm a novice still. I've had 15 fights in my whole life. Some people have 100 fights as an amateur before they turn pro. So I've got to be very realistic about my own position. And that doesn't mean having fights where I just knock people over and that's it. Because my last fight proves that. I had a tough opponent. I had a durable guy. But I've got to take the steps which give me the correct diet of opponents. So when I do step up to coming 15-0, 20-0, I'm ready to mix it with them top boys. But at the minute, I'm not. I'm not ready to do that. So I've got to keep sight of where I am. And with my family and friends around me, my managers and my trainer, we know where we are. Let's take it back to that night at Ali Pali. Something you'll obviously have fond, have fond memories of simply because the tickets that were sold and yes, John Ryder and um, Danny Jacobs were main event, but it did kind of feel like a bit of a Romford Bull sort of night. Um, how do you reflect on that whole thing? I remember speaking afterwards, you said a good night, but a tough night. So it was like what happened in the ring was a big learning process, but outside the ring, there was massive positives from the fact that you gathered that many people yeah. to come to what yeah. fight number six or seven. Yeah. Definitely. What an unbelievable event, what a night it was. I think that's what we've sort of done. We've created it. It's not just about coming to watch a boxing match, but it's all the process of going before it, what you do after. Everyone wearing the one for ball t-shirts. We've created a sort of an event out of it, unknowingly, which is great for everyone coming to watch. But as you said, from the boxing perspective, that was a great learning fight for me. And when you come out and you haven't got a knockout, you, you, you're disappointed with yourself. You think, oh, I didn't get the knockout. But then I think, I, I came out of the ring and you think, I had a broken hand. I noticed the massive lump coming out of my hand. I cut my eye. And coming through that, I nullified a, a guy who's been in there with top-level opposition. He went eight rounds with Oscar Rebas, world champion, Bridgerweight world champion, and won three out of eight rounds with him. How could I mock myself from two years ago? I weren't even boxing. Boo, boo, Tucker, you all right? You all right, Tucker? Give me a spud. Give me a spud. Go on. Give me a spud. But yeah, listen, I'm not going to knock myself for what I've done because if you told me two years ago before I was a professional boxer that I'd beat the, the guy who's the best in Spain and fought that level of opposition, I probably would have kicked, kicked myself or said you, you're taking a mick, aren't you? So I'm happy with my performance in that night because I nullified a guy who's been in there with top-level opposition. Did you have that little sulk of... I didn't stop him. Because I know a lot of fighters, when they're running through people at the early stage, they have that kind of, even if it's half an hour, you have that little soul of, oh, I didn't stop him, even though it was a good performance. I got out of the ring and you've not watched the fight back, so you don't know how well you've done. All I know is I've had a tough night at the office. So it's not like I've had a sulk at myself, but I'm like, you're not as jubilant as when you've knocked someone out. There's no better feeling. I know it's great getting your hand raised. I wouldn't know, mate, honestly. (laughs) See the size of me, I wouldn't know. (laughs) But when you knock someone out, it it is ecstasy. It's like all that hard work that you've done. That is what I chase as my hire. Some people go out and get drunk. Some people like going parties. I like going Ibiza as well, but I don't have a drink out there. But for me, that is, that is what it's about, getting that, that buzz. It's the same for a lot of fighters. So you obviously, when you don't get that, you're a bit disheartened, you're a bit disappointed. It's not really a sulk, but you're, like, you're, a bit, you're a bit deflated. But then maturing is realising that not every fight is going to be that knockout blow, especially when you're a novice like me. You've just got to keep going and keep, keep learning and... Fights like that are the ones that are going to pay dividends later in my career when I'm in a fight for a Southern Area title or a British title or an English title and it gets harder and harder. No, I can't get a date. No, he's right. Big John, mugging me off everywhere we go. Can you not get a date then? Is this not sort of increase your rep with the birds? No, he's got a... uh, I thought the run for ball would have had a queue round the corner. He's got a a running joke that uh, Johnny Fisher can't get a second date. So uh, if any woman can help me out, I can't get a second date apparently. I do take him to Wimpy on the first date though. That might be the problem.
I reckon so. I reckon so. We're going to find out how many female subscribers IFL now have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I want to know. Listen, I take a wimpy. I know they're going to be. They're going to. If they like me, they're going to like me for me, not because I've taken for wimpy. If I take them up Hakkasan, they're going to like me because I've given wagyu beef ribs. If I take them to wimpy, they're not going to like me for the sausage bender. They're going to like me for me. Do you know what I mean? You know what? Double cheeseburger at wimpy. Better. Than Hackersen. The burger sauce in uh, in Wimpy is just unbelievable. And a chocolate milkshake, and some chips, and a sausage bender on the side. Don't forget the sausage bender. But Joe Watchon, you can take me on a date. Don't worry. Oh, mate, that's fine, um, let's talk about August six. So Sheffield, the Run for Ball Army will march to Sheffield. Um, in terms of opponent-wise, yeah. obviously you're still at that stage where you want to fight as many different styles yeah. as possible. Um, so we can we kind of expect someone who brings a little bit different to the other guys you've previously fought I guess yeah listen you want to you want to vary it up as much as you can you want to develop your own style your own your own style as well but the most important thing is winning that's the key to anything when you're building yourself up and you're trying to move through these levels but there's a few there's a couple of guys we've looked at there's one who's 6-0 I like quite like the look of him there's another guy who's 11-8 uh, and eight, but he looks like the Inguema sort of stamp and we've had someone like that we know he's quite durable we want to get we want to get a nice emphatic win this one so uh, we're still deliberating on a few options. I'm not going to rush for anyone and I'll make the decision when I'm ready because at the end of the day, it's my career and whoever I face is very important. And if it all goes wrong, it's not me, it's not my managers, it's not my promoters, it's not my trainer who takes the fall all, for all of it. It's my career. So I'm not going to do anything hastily in my career because I'll get one shot and uh, I don't care who knows that. I'll do it at my pace. Was this kind of part of the... The roadmap, obviously, look, boxing's unpredictable, so you never know what's going to happen, but was there kind of an end of summer day always part of the roadmap? I know you had the hand injury, yeah, yeah, which yeah. you're getting over. Was it always get out and make sure you get out at least once in the summer? Yeah, definitely. Well, um, I spoke to Adam, my manager, obviously. Um, we're doing a great job uh, just managing how, we, how we're moving through things. And realistically, we've only missed one fight because we would have probably fought in May time after February. And then there was always going to be one August. We think I fought in August, August the seventh last year on fight camp. So it sort of mapped itself out well. And then we'll hopefully fight in October again. Uh, God willing, everything goes well. So this is a, there is sort of a roadmap. Um, we've got a lot of fights on this contract for this year. So realistically, if this one goes well, I could be out in a month after that, which would be great. But um, yeah, it's all looking good and it fits our our schedule very well. Look forward to it, mate. I'll be in IB for, but I'll be wearing the Johnny Fisher bucket hat. Don't you worry. To represent me out there. Of Ocean Beach bucket hat, yeah. Maybe you try and you can maybe sort me out a date when you're out there with one of the girls in Ibiza. Is that the sort of girl I want to be going for? Though? I don't know. Well, one that's been spoken to by me, probably not. Mate. Probably <laughs> not. Um, I do want to talk about a couple of other things uh, on the heavyweight scene. Derek Chisora with a win at the weekend and now kind of immediately linked with Deontay Wilder. He said it himself and it was kind of a little bit pushed on fight week, but Wilder's return, Chisora, does it work, whatever. Um, but just first off on Derek's performance, nice to see him get a win after taking three seriously hard fights. I mean, this was a hard fight as well. Um, but yeah, just kind of your thoughts on, on last Saturday. Listen, Derek's a legend in British boxing. There's not going to be another Derek Chisora. I was so honoured to be able to spar him and just share a few rounds with him, feel that pressure, feel that, that, that aggressive nature he's got. And it's really good, but... Um, it's brilliant to watch that fight. I thought it was a really close fight. I thought you could have edged it to Pulev. You could have gone Chisora. If you like the eye-catching shots and the body work, you go for Chisora. If you like the constant pressure and the constant jab of uh, Pulev, you go for him. Um, but it's great to see Chisora get a win. As you said, he's had some tough. He's had a tough run. And I don't think he cares too much now about winning or losing. He just wants to give entertainment. And that's great for us as the fans. Um, but he's looking, he looks really good, fit for 12 rounds. And everyone's saying he looks dead. I put a picture on the other day and everyone was saying, she's always finished, he's all this, he's all that. Well, he's just done 12 rounds with a bloke who's, Kubrat Pulev, he's fought the best in the world. The top five everywhere in, in a lot of people's eyes. So um, he's looking really good. I'm excited to see what he does next.
It'd be very Derek Chisora for him to now go and jump in with Deontay Wilder. I know it's kind of all talk at the moment. Wilder will have, I think it's Hellenius his comeback fight potentially. But it would be very Derek Chisora to go and jump in with Deontay perhaps November time. Yeah, that is a risky fight for anyone. Deontay Wilder. Is that the one that can kind of push it towards retirement? Because we keep just seeing Dell can go on and go on. Is that the one that pushes it towards retirement if he was to lose to Deontay? I know, I like Derek. I don't know him that well, but I've been with him the last couple of weeks sparring or whatever, but... I would say that's a that's a fight that he doesn't need to take. Maybe if the money's right, you do you do have to take it. But why not fight Dylan White again? I think people would interest and see that he's lost. Dylan White's lost his last two of his last three. Been chinned in two of them, and uh, Chisora's coming off of a win. So it just like evens it up a little bit. I know Chis- uh, White's not got the better than last two fights, but that's a fight the public would want to see, and uh, it's entertainment. They're both really entertaining fighters. I've got a lot of respect for both of them guys. So we'll do it again. Yeah, we look forward to seeing whatever Del Boy does. Um, one more thing, Conor Ben and Chris Eubank. Um, how mad is it that the legacy or part of the legacy their fathers could have left would be them two squaring it off? Mental, really, isn't it? It is. Watch it, though, would you? We can't wait, can't wait to watch it. I hope it, is it the biggest fight outside the heavyweights in Britain? Uh, who else would there be? Maybe the Chris Eubank. What about Chris Eubank Senior versus Nigel Ben Senior? That, yeah, that would do good numbers. Good. Put them on the undercard, that'd be good. But yeah, that is that is a big, big fight. That's the sort of fight that not just invigorates the the, bo- the boxing, the British boxing public. That's like a casual fans as well. They'd love it. So that would do big, big numbers, I'm sure. Brilliant. Johnny, top man. Thanks for having me Brilliant, today. Awesome. And um, yeah, look forward to all of the sit. That's it, mate. Can't get a few beers down. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.